Happy Easter, everyone. Unbelievable joy, hope, life. Wow, it's a great, great Easter Sunday. And um, I'm Mark, and I am Scottish, and I live in England, and I'm married to an English lady called Tamsin, and I've got two English kids. Now, normally, that's completely cool, yeah? I live in England, I'm like, I love living in England, it's all great. But the only time it's a problem is every four years when it's the World Cup. Because my son, he's always like, Dad, you've got to support England. And I'm like, oh, son, I'm going to try, I'm going to try. So I kind of, I'm like, yeah. Go England, right? And then uh, normally England are quite good because they very kindly get knocked out nice and early. <laughs> Only joking. And uh, so that's cool. But last year in the World Cup, unbelievably, England did amazing. They got right through to the semi-final of the World Cup. England versus Croatia. And my son's like saying, Dad, you've got to support England. And on the day of the game, England against Croatia, I phoned up my dad. Now, my dad's a minister in Scotland, and I phoned him up and I says, Dad, are you going to support England against Croatia? And my dad said, Son, all of the Scottish churches are singing, I am a new Croatian. And I was like, wow, that, there's not a lot of unity there, Dad, come on. And uh, I love it. I love traveling around, getting to meet lots of people. I've just got back from Texas, and wow, when, when I did this show, so I do these little comedy shows, at the end, this Texan guy came up to me and he says, I'd like to introduce you to my kids. And I was like, wow, that's great. He'd got four kids with him. He goes, this is my oldest kid. He's called Historic. That was a kid's name, Historic. He says, this is my second kid called Epic. His first kid's called Historic. His second kid's called Epic. His third kid was called Legend. Historic, Epic, Legend. And the fourth kid, he says, this is my fourth little lad. He's called Tony. Can you imagine that? You, historic, epic legend, and there's little Tony. I am not legend. I am Tony. It's like, wow. But I find that brilliant because, you know, Americans are so positive. I mean, if you're called epic and you go to school, all the kids are like, wow, what an amazing name. I'm Scottish. If I went to school and I was called epic, all the kids would be like, what's your surname? Is it failure? And I'll be like, epic failure, oh man. I'll be like, wow. It's just kind of different being Scottish. And then um, here we are, 2020. Who would have ever thought we were gonna kind of be where we are right now? Unbelievable. And um, I don't know, but I am cooped up in my house with my wife and my daughter, right? My daughter's 20 years old and my wife is doing my head in, yeah? And uh, I'm obviously, I'm trying to be lovely Christian about it. I'm like, oh, let's break bread. And then I really do want to go and scream in another room, yeah? And uh, 
all these conversations that we're having as a family. Yesterday, my daughter says, oh, dad, if we're going to be in kind of like this cooped up state for a long time, I think I want to learn another language. I'm like, that's amazing. She goes, you know what? I'd love to learn maybe like, I don't know, some kind of amazing foreign language. And she goes, and then I would like to write an opera. And I'm like, that is beautiful. And then she goes, yeah, and I'd also like to learn how to fake tan. And I was like, what? What? What is going on? I'm like, what is happening in my life? And there's nowhere to hide. Nowhere to hide. I'm like, try everywhere. I'm like, listen, guys, I'm just going to like, um, I'm just going to spend a bit of time in prayer in a cupboard, yeah? And see if maybe, like, I can get a bit of space. But no, they're following me everywhere. It's a nightmare. But here we are on Easter Sunday. Wow, what an amazing opportunity just to look at this beautiful story. And I thought it would be good to look at Mark chapter 16 and these wonderful words. Mark chapter 16 and verse 1. This is what the Bible says. When the Sabbath was over, Mary Magdalene, Mary the mother of James and Salome brought spices so that they might go to anoint Jesus' body. And very early on the first day of the week, just after sunrise, they were on their way to the tomb. And they asked each other, who will roll the stone away from the entrance of the tomb? But when they looked up, they saw that the stone, which was very large, had been rolled away. And as they entered the tomb, they saw a young man dressed in a white robe sitting on the right side. And they were alarmed. Don't be alarmed, he said. Wow, you are looking for Jesus the Nazarene who was crucified. He has risen. He is not here. See the place where they laid him. But go, tell his disciples and Peter, he is going ahead of you into Galilee. There you will see him just as he told you. Wow, on this Easter Sunday morning, Christ is risen. But I just want to take a couple of moments to look at three things. Heads down, eyes up, go. You see, these ladies, they'd got their heads down. They got their heads down and they were just working their way through this problem. They did not think that the tomb was going to be part of their story. They loved Jesus and they did not think that this was going to be part of the deal. That his dead body, that they were going to have to take spices and work on this dead body. But, you know, they were kind of just getting their head down. They were like just saying, well, do you know what? We've just got to kind of accommodate this hopelessness. We've just got to kind of somehow work through this disappointment. And there they were with their heads down. Let's just get through this. Let's just get on with it. You know, I'm so aware that lots of people were watching this now. We could never have imagined that this virus would have been part of our year. We could never have imagined that like some of the things that have un unfurled would be happening in 2020. And it's like we've got our heads down. We're trying to kind of accommodate this hopelessness. We're kind of trying to like work our way around this disappointment. You know, some of you are, are probably like really finding this such a testing and difficult time. And you know, you've just kind of, oh, let's just get through this. Let's just get past this. We've got our heads down. Just like these women. They were like there and they were thinking to themselves, 
Oh man, when we were with Jesus, we never ever dreamt that this was going to be part of the story. But here we are. This is how it is. So head down, let's get on with it. And maybe as you're watching the screen now, you're thinking, oh wow, head down, let's just get on with it. Let's just get on with this. But you know, I really hope that as this message kind of unpacks that you will see that, you know, this story is not just about two women just having to get their head down and just have to kind of work out how to get around this hopelessness, but that some stuff really came about that changed the whole story. But there they are, these two ladies. The Bible says they turned up with spices. They turned up with spices because they wanted to try and kind of like sanitize the stench. You know, it was a very hot country. And there they were with these spices that they were trying to reduce that immediate stench and maybe kind of deal with things externally. You know, maybe a, a little bit of fragrance, a little bit of spices would kind of maybe try and help deal with this. I just want to talk to you for a minute about my dog. I've got a dog called Barney, right? Now, Barney, um, he likes to go for walks. And when he goes for walks, everybody that's a dog walker right now will understand what I'm going to say. Sometimes my dog rolls in some stuff. Do you know what I'm talking about? My dog sometimes will roll in some stuff. Like, let's just say some fox stuff, yeah? I think you all know what I'm chatting about. And uh, when the dog comes into the house, it is horrendous. The smell is bad. And when we first had our little dog, Barney, we would smell this and we'd be like, oh man, that is horrible. And we would get like an air freshener and we would try and squirt around the air freshener a little bit. Let me tell you, the air freshener does not work. Yeah? Because now what you've got is a really bad stench and a little bit of a flowery stench at the sides. Yeah? So air freshener does not work. You know, we found a solution that you can get where it really does work. We've got to get the dog into the back garden. We get the stuff, we put it into a bucket, and we absolutely scrub that dog clean. And he's completely clean. And I've realized that as a Christian, I've suddenly realized that, you know, this is my story. You know, here we are at Easter, and we're talking about that Christ, you know, he died on the cross and then here this wonderful day, we're talking about happy Easter, everyone. Christ is risen. But why did Jesus have to die on the cross? Well, you see, let me put it like this. Let, I like to be completely frank and honest. We've all rolled in some stuff. We have all rolled in some stuff. We're all a bit messed up. You know, like, you know, I'm, I'm speaking to you now. I'm a bit messed up. I, I've rolled in some stuff, whether it's jealousy or envy or lust or whatever my stuff is. The Bible says that all of us have messed up. We've all come short of the glory of God. And you know, the deal is that sometimes we get try and be a bit religious and we come along with our like spray and we try and spray and take the stench away. Guess what? All it means now is Mark Ritchie, I mess up, I screw up, I've done some stuff wrong, and now I'm trying to spray a little bit of religious spray to make it look a bit nicer. Truth is, that spray is never going to take the stench away. 
when I was a young lad, do you know what I had to realize? I had to realize that Jesus died on the cross. And the reason he died on the cross was because his blood that was shed on the cross is actually going to wipe me completely clean. It's going to scrub me completely clean. This is not just a little spray of religious spray to try and be a nicer person. No, do you know what? My soul's been washed completely clean by the blood of Jesus on the cross. And this is the wonderful story that Jesus died on the cross for me, Mark Ritchie. Oh, Jesus, I've messed up. I, 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 I've rolled in some stuff. Like, it, it kind of like, I, I stench a bit, I stink a bit. But it's like, wow, the blood of Jesus washes me completely clean. And you're maybe sitting here today watching this on, in your front room and you can see me on the screen and you're thinking to yourself, well, if I'm honest, I've rolled in some stuff. I know that my life's not perfect. I know that I've got a little bit of mess around my life. Well, the wonderful and amazing news is, is that Christ's blood can apply for you also. It applied for me and it can apply for you. And you know, at the end of this little chat, I'm going to actually say, you've got the opportunity to write in your front room, say, Jesus, would your blood wash me completely clean? Not a little spray, a religious spray, trying to be a nicer person. Forget that. He's not going to work. The truth is the blood of Christ comes. And you know what I absolutely love? When I was a little kid, I used to try and draw on an etch-a-sketch. And the great thing was I used to try my best, but kind of it wasn't always amazing. But then I had that way where I could like wipe it completely clean. And that's a great thing for me on this wonderful Easter Sunday is that, wow, Christ has come and wiped me completely clean. When he looks at me now, he doesn't see my flaws. He doesn't see my mess. He sees me completely clean. What a wonderful message this is. That we're not trying to just sanitize the stench. We are saying, Jesus, you have made me completely clean. You've washed me completely clean. I absolutely love this. You see, those ladies, they came and wow, their heads were down. They were trying to make the best of a bad job. And let me say, guys, you're doing amazing. We didn't think this would come about, what we're living through right now. We didn't see it coming. But you're doing the best you can do. You know, I want to say to you, you know, don't beat yourself up. Don't kind of be all judgmental about yourself. You're, you're making the best in this situation. None of us saw it coming. These ladies did not see the tomb as part of their story. And there they are, heads down. But wow, I told you at the beginning, this talk is called Heads Down, Eyes Up, Go. And Eyes Up, because in verse uh, 4, I love this, it says, But when they looked up, they saw that the stone, which was very large, had been rolled away. When they looked up. I loved that the thought these women, their heads were down, but then Eyes Up up they looked up and they saw wow hope is alive wow hope is alive they actually caught a glimpse of life wow everything changed in a heartbeat 
These ladies' heads down, just get on with the job, let's just get this done. And then suddenly, eyes up, and they look up, and wow, they see hope, and they see life. You know, I want to say that the same God who raised Christ from the grave, he wants to raise your eyes up right now that you would look up, that you would catch a glimpse of the beauty and the glory of God, that you would see the hope of God. Wow, you know, maybe you've been going through this and your head's been down and you're just getting through each day and suddenly there's a Scottish guy saying to you, eyes up, eyes up. Don't keep on looking down, but let's have our eyes up and catch a glimpse of the beauty and the glory and the wonder of God. These ladies suddenly, they realized hope is alive. You know, on this Easter Sunday in 2020, when let's be honest, there's been a lot of doom around, I want to be someone that tells you today, hope is alive. Hope is not dead. It is alive. And you can actually eyes up and see his beauty. You know, suddenly, when I take my eyes off my circumstances, Suddenly, when I take my eyes off my situation and I look up and I see the glory of God, when I see his wonder, when I see his goodness, can you take a moment, maybe even in a crowded room or a crowded house, can you find somewhere where you can just take a moment not to have your head down and, oh man, but your eyes up and wow, captivated by the goodness and the glory of God. Suddenly when we see him in all of his goodness, everything else begins to take its place. Suddenly things get a little bit more in perspective. When we suddenly see how good God is, we suddenly realize, oh, everything has found its rightful place. It's like, wow. I also wanted to say to you, eyes up. And suddenly we take our eyes from looking at our feet and we suddenly look up and we can begin to think, is there a few things today that I can say thanks to God for? You know, is there a few things that I can actually have gratitude in my heart for? You know, I, maybe you're different to me, but... Oh, a couple of days ago, I, I was finding it tough in the house and everyone's on top of each other and people are beginning to get on each other's nerves. And, you know, I'm going to be honest with you, mainly my wife getting on my nerves because I'm a saint at home, as you can imagine. I'm easy, very easy to get on with, but um, not everyone's got my grace. But the, um, the, I'm joking, I'm a nightmare to live with. Yeah, it's true. But you know what? Actually, you know, suddenly... We said to each other, do you know what? Let's, let's take our eyes from looking down and looking at this tough situation. Why don't we lift our eyes up and have a look around and all of us say three, five things that we're grateful for today. Is there something, you know, oh, do you know what? I'm actually grateful for my daughter. You know, thank you. I, I'm grateful for the fact that I can have a meal today. I'm grateful for, even in these testing situations, I'm grateful that, you know, I've got a sense of humor and I can enjoy people's company. 
wow, there actually is things around that I can be grateful for. And, you know, it is so fascinating to me that, you know, when you suddenly look up, when you suddenly look up, you begin to see that, wow, there's goodness all around you. And that, wow, that actually there's some positive things around you. And it's like, you know what? Heads down, eyes up. And these ladies suddenly from doing this duty, from going along and just everything being so full of gloom, suddenly their eyes are captivated. He is alive. He is alive. Wow. On this wonderful Easter Sunday, have you celebrated ever any more than this, that he is alive? He is right now in your situation. He knew what was coming. He knew what we would be going through. And he is alive. I'm so excited that I am I'm not just like sort of kind of worshiping some ritual or, or some dead kind of thing that happened a long time ago. But wow, that God is alive and that he knows what I'm going through and that I can talk to him about this. And wow, not only God, but hope is alive. I want to speak into your situation right now and say hope is is not dead. Hope, hope, hope is not in the grave. Everything changes in a heartbeat and hope is alive. These ladies have gone from, wow, just looking at this terrible situation and they've gone from their heads being down to, wow, eyes up. Hope and goodness is alive. And at the end, I would love it if I could get the opportunity to kind of like share a prayer with you that whatever you're going through and whatever difficult thing you're feeling right now, that actually you can be, do you know what? I'm going to have my head down this Easter Sunday. I'm going to have my eyes up. And you know what? I've got so much to be thankful for. And I'm going to make that my confession all day. That God is alive. That hope is alive. Wow, what a wonderful, wonderful thing. I love this story because these ladies, heads down. And, and then the Bible says that they looked up, eyes up. Head down, eyes up. Go, go. You know, the ladies, they spoke, and, and, and this wonderful part of the Bible where it, 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 this angel says, go, go, tell, take this with you, carry this with you, don't hold this to yourself. You know, it's so fascinating, isn't it, that they don't say, hey, ladies, this is a beautiful, wonderful moment. We must build an auditorium here. We must build a church here. This is an incredible moment. No, no, no. What is the message? The message is go. Take this message. Take this wonderful news. You know, become a carrier. Wow. You know, at this moment, no one, no one wants to be a carrier. No one wants to be a carrier. It's like, wow, that, that, that's horrible words. Are you a carrier? But you know, let me be bold for a minute and say, I do want to be a carrier. I want to be a carrier of faith and hope. I want to be someone who carries faith and hope. I want to be someone who, who changes the atmosphere around me. 
that when I, I go into a situation that I, I carry this wonderful faith, that I carry this incredible hope, that it's not all based on my current circumstances, but I'm actually got a hope that is greater than what I can see right now, is greater than what I'm going through right now, but I've got a hope and a wonderful belief that there is an incredible God who is working his purposes throughout all of this. I want to be someone who carries faith. I want to be someone who carries hope. I don't want to be someone who carries fear. You know, have you met any fear carriers? At this time, it feels to me like there are people who seem to be carrying fear. And, and, and wherever they talk, and, and before long, they, they seem to change the atmosphere, and, and they've always got something. They're, they're always on their phone, or they've seen something, and they've got some statistic that just kind of brings fear into a room. And, and, and they seem to kind of be able to carry that everywhere they go. Let's not be fear carriers. I want to be a faith carrier. Let, let's not be carriers of doom. You know, I'm Scottish and some Scotsmen are well known for being a little bit gloomy. You know, those kind of, I don't know if you've ever seen them. Maybe, maybe there's, in every culture, there's those that are just a bit gloomy. You know, those, they, the people that, you know, you spend two minutes with them and you feel like it's been 500 days. Do you know those kind of people? Do you know what I'm saying? I meet some people and I think, oh my goodness, I've only spoken to them for 40 seconds and I feel like I've done six months with them. And then um, it's like people can often be carrying doom. It's like, you know, oh, everything's like rubbish and everything's going to the dogs and this is terrible and very, very negative. Do you know what? Those people that carry doom everywhere they go, they change the atmosphere. They change the atmosphere around their lives. But I want to be someone who's a carrier of faith and hope. I want when people have met me to kind of have a bit of a bounce in their step. I want them to think, wow, that did me good. I'm glad I met that Scottish guy. I'm glad I met that Scottish guy. I, I, I was having a joke with someone recently because Scottish guys are well known for being a little bit tight with their money. Yeah, and it's not true of everyone, but it is of every Scotsman. And uh, I, uh, I was like saying to them, you know what? Oh, wow, I'm a bit tight with my money. And this is, oh, like, how tight are you? I says, well, I dropped 50 pence the other day and I was so quick to pick it up, it hit me on the back of the head. And uh, we had a little laugh. And, you know, we had a little chuckle and they went on their day and they texted me later and said, do you know what? I was so glad I met you and it just lifted my day. I want to be someone who carries a bit of hope and a bit of joy. On this Easter Sunday, is there someone you can message? Is there someone who you could like get in touch with and, and just be a carrier of faith and hope? And you know, I listen, I know you speak to some people and you start off full of faith and hope and they just drain and drain and drain. And by the end, you're like, ah. But you know what? I am going to be belligerently hopeful. I am going to be like dogmatically like positive. I'm going to be someone who says, you know what? I want to change the atmosphere around me. 
And it's like I love that the story is heads down, eyes up, go. Girl, ladies, run with this message. And you know, I want to say that in these days, let us be those who run with the message. Let us be those who run with this wonderful story that you know what? Everything else is happening around you and maybe things that you trusted for such a long time are letting you down. But guess who will never let you down? God will never let you down. And we can be those who can carry the message. We can encourage our friends to jump online and to watch stuff like this. We can encourage our friends to come along and, and to see things, to see God and the church absolutely at its most beautiful as it is flourishing in all kinds of settings. You know, we can be those who carry this beautiful and wonderful message. You know, um, we've got like a lovely lady who lives across the road from us and, and she's an older lady and, 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 and she can't have family visiting her at the moment because of the situation. And, and so my wife, Tamsin and me, we've decided that we, we're going to just drop things off and nip things across and just kind of keep her positive and keep her hopeful. And, um, you know, I absolutely love the fact that, you know, we're, we're not doing that because, you know, we're, we're wanting to kind of look amazing. We're doing that because we, we want to be those who, who carry a hopeful, positive message. Who can you carry this message to? Who could you maybe text or, or get involved with today and kind of be like, oh, do you know what? Why don't you consider on Easter Sunday this wonderful message that hope is alive, that God is wonderful and that God has got a plan and a purpose for your life. Oh, these ladies, they went running with the message. I love that. You know, they were just like so like, wow. Can you imagine? These ladies were like, oh, when they saw the disciples, they're like, he's alive. He's alive. He's alive. I love that. The enthusiasm. Go, go, go. And, you know, I want to speak to the church and say, listen, church, we need to be full of enthusiasm as we carry this message. We need to, like, be so natural with it. You know, um, when I see a great film, I will not shut up about it. I'm like one of those people, I'm like, oh, what a great film, I love it. I tell everybody, I'm trying to get everybody to go with me. That's what I'm like about a film that I love. And I thought, why am I not like that about Jesus? Just be natural, full of enthusiasm, full of fervency. It's like, wow, you don't have to be weird when you're carrying the message. I was like, you know, we have, I'm going to be honest, in a church that I used to go to a little while ago, no names, obviously, hallelujah, amen. But a church that I used to go to a little while ago, we used to have this lady and she, you know, she was called Wendy, and we used to call her Whispering Wendy because every time she talked about God, she started to whisper. And I was like, even God in heaven's going, why is she talking like that? Why is she talking like that? Every time she talks about me, she sort of speaks in a weird way. It's like, listen, we've got to be so natural with this. 
Don't be weird. I love this. I'm saying to the church, stop being weird. It's like we've got to be those who run with enthusiasm and have an authentic message. These ladies were not weird with this message. They were just full of enthusiasm. They were full of fun. They were like, wow, he is alive. And it's like, wow, you get to run with this message. Who could you, you know, message? Who can you get in contact with and be a carrier of faith and hope? Wow. This message has been called, like, head down, eyes up, go. And as you've been listening to it, I understand that there are maybe some people in, you're kind of in that place, your head's down, you're working hard, you're trying your best, it's difficult. I understand you're watching this screen right now and maybe there's a little tear rolling down your cheek because it's hard. And you know, I just want to speak to your soul right now and say, just lift up your eyes, lift up your eyes. Catch a glimpse of God. I said about my dog, didn't I? And I told you, but we've all rolled in some stuff. And um, I want to take a moment because I'm so aware that there are lots of different people that are watching this right now. And I know that many of us are watching it and we're like, do you know what, Mark? I understand that. Yeah, I understand that. I'm not perfect. I've not got it all sorted. Maybe you would even be honest enough to say, do you know what? I'm honest. I've rolled in some stuff. I, I've got a bit of mess. Well, do you know what? I want to lead you in a prayer. I want to lead you in a prayer. Wherever you're watching this, in your front room or your bedroom, your kitchen, wherever you've got it on right now, I want to lead you in a prayer that asks we don't just spray a little bit of religious deodorant around, a little bit of religion fragrance around, but actually that we ask that the blood of Jesus would wash us clean. And I'm just going to do that right now. I'm going to pray a little prayer. And why don't you, wherever you are, maybe you could say it out loud after me or maybe just quietly in your heart, but why don't you pray this prayer? And God will hear this prayer. Dear God, I'm, I'm sorry about my stuff. I'm sorry about my mess. I, 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 know, I've, I know I've rolled in some stuff. I, I'm sorry for what the Bible calls my sin. And I thank you that Jesus died on the cross for me. And that his blood that was shed on the cross means that I can be wiped completely clean. I say sorry and I receive your forgiveness. And I thank you that I can say amen. And that I will be completely clean. In your holy name. Amen. Amen. 
Well, I'm so thrilled and excited that on this Easter Sunday, for some of us, we've actually thought like, you know what, maybe some even for the first time we've said, Jesus, wash me completely clean. And I would just love to finish on this wonderful Easter Sunday morning. I would just love to kind of just pray this one prayer that just kind of says, God, Father God, you know, we come and maybe some of us right now, our heads are down and we're just trying to get through this day and we're just trying to get through this stuff. But God, I thank you that this message that we've seen with these ladies, heads down, eyes up, that our eyes would be taken off our situation and our circumstance and that our eyes would be caught with you, that your glory would captivate our eyes, that your beauty would catch our glance today, that we would get a glimpse of your wonder and your beauty. And Father, we promise now that we will be carriers of faith and hope, that we will go taking this wonderful message in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. What a joy and privilege it's been to be with you on Easter Sunday. <laughs>